This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, we talk about the thrilling topic of hair. Plus, Biz leaves it to Beaver, Teresa's life is impossible, and we talk about getting back to the great outdoors with Peter Brown Hoffmeister, author of Let Them Be Eaten by Bears. Woo! Though I want to give it a roar. Yeah. Roar. What if we or just... A... <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of doing a gay bear. Roar! I was trying to mix bears with (laughs) with a woo, but to be honest, yours may be more representative of how we feel. Yeah, oh, definitely. And and but you know, I feel like the election eight years ago kind of ruined the idea of mama bears for me. Sure. However I feel about Sarah Palin or whatever. Yeah. Just the fact that people used mama bear so often. I don't know how we've gotten into this this quickly, but it's sort of like soccer mom. Like like things that were like super innocuous at one point in time just have now Now become. Now it just makes me ill. (laughs) It does. I'm like, technically, I guess I'm like a mama bear. Yeah. (laughs) But, But like, whatever. Technically, I do. I am a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> Technically, I do work and go home. You know what Technically, I mean? Technically, like, you do feel protective towards your I children. I know. Like, it's just like any list of, I do support my child's soccer habits. <laughs> just become a... You're such a super mom. I'm going <laughs> to... Thanks. <laughs> Thank super you. moms don't exist, FYI. Thank you. It's not real. I feel bad when you tell me that when you say I'm a super mom. Um, so all throughout the show, I'm just going to give it a... Okay. Also, just so you guys know, Teresa was giving it a full like body commitment to the bear action. Oh, and yeah. I have just... Yeah, my day has been made. All, yeah. all, the sh- <laughs> all the shittiness I felt before coming in here. Is better. It's it's all thanks to the physical theater class I took in high school at School of the Arts in San Francisco. <laughs> all right, Teresa. All right. Be a bear. Be a bear, yeah. Uh, Teresa, how are you? <laughs> um, oh, I'm so glad to be here and not... <laughs> Like uh, other other places that I could potentially be right now, home with your children. For example, home with my children. <laughs> um, yeah. So Simon, poor Simon, has been sick for <sighs> days. Um, we were oh. talking before going on the air that it seems like Simon has whatever Katie Bell had a couple weeks ago, yeah. and it's just brutal. It's like a really high fever, and he's just kind of out of his mind. Yeah. Um, and I'm taking them, him to the doctor later today, but it's just been kind of days of that and so just a lot of indoor stuff yeah oscar has caught whatever simon has but so far doesn't have as as bad but i'm just kind of waiting waiting for that to happen (laughs) um i still like kind of am a little bit sick and then jesse got home from this trip and has basically just had migraines like every single day since he's been home and is i mean it's just it's it's been like like it's just been those like the kind of like the this past weekend and like days leading up to the weekend like it was just it like was impossible like yeah, it felt like nothing yeah. could i mean i really had to just stop trying to do or think about right. anything outside of getting my kids like basic needs met yeah like that was just and that's just like what i've been doing 
Yeah, no, and I mean, you know, as always on the show, it's this is a safe place to be like, this is fucking impossible. Yeah, thank as you. As opposed to having to like spend 30 minutes before saying it was yeah. fucking impossible to be like, I mean, at least I've got this. No. At least my children yeah. are whatever. Yeah. Of course. Everybody's life life is both perfect and horrible. Right. All at the same time. Right. Yeah. One bad mother. Yeah. But it is. There are those moments where you are just surrounded. Like mine was kind of the opposite. Like both my kids totally healthy this weekend. Uh-huh. Even still, that but relentless, so like that Katie Bell. It was like go back to the like the ladybug episode where oh she was God. like, "I'm a ladybug." But that was just replaced with, "Mama, mama, hey, mama, 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 yeah, mama, 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 draw, mama. You want to do that, mama, 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 mama? Maybe you should change your name. I know. Call me Elizabeth. Call me Miss Lawrence. Mama, 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 and then Ellis. Like we finally are learning words. Mama, 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 mama. So good. <laughs> and there were moments where it was just like you can't even hear yourself think. Yeah. And there were moments where I was like, this is impossible. Yes. You know? And sometimes I wonder if impossible is sometimes just keeping your shit together. It, it is. It is impossible yeah. for me to keep my shit together. Mm-hmm. Like, it, clearly it's possible that these children are going to run around or be sick or yeah. like what all these things are possible. Yeah. <laughs> What's impossible is me not telling everybody to shut (laughs) up. Shut up in your mouth. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I think, but I think also, yeah, what is possible? Yeah, it's possible. (laughs) It's possible to just be home with your sick kids and just kind of deal with things as it comes. Right. But basically, you have to just lower your expectations (laughs) for your day so much. What is impossible is actually just doing anything. Anything. So, like, uh, outside of just those little little things that you're doing that are right in front of you that just make it all of a sudden (laughs) a day has happened. Oh, is it four o'clock? Yeah. Is it almost five? Yeah. Is it almost six? Yeah. Is it almost seven? Yay! No, uh, pretty much. Well. Uh, well, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Thanks. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have totally, you know, we don't, whatever. We don't fucking watch a lot of television. We don't have cable. Blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. Aren't we the best people on yeah, the planet? It's because we have no time. Um, but... <laughs> I recently started with Ellis. Uh, he gets his bottle after the nap he doesn't take mm-hmm. in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, have been turning on, you know, uh, the television. We get an antenna, and there are all these channels playing old television shows, and they've been running Leave It to Beaver. Mm-hmm. So I wind up watching Leave It to Beaver okay. every day. And then I was like, Stefan, I really think you should watch. Stefan never saw Leave It to Beaver. I grew up watching yeah. Leave It to Beaver, all those shows. I don't feel like I've ever seen I maybe saw like one episode on Nick at Night it's one time amazing. or something. It's amazing. Okay. It's amazing. Why is it amazing? Well, because you just forget... Like, it's a classic example of, wasn't life easier back then? Though, probably not, because that woman is fucking working all day, uh-huh. <laughs> cooking and cleaning and cooking and cleaning, yeah. and all in a beautiful dress. But uh-huh. there's something, like, I watch it, and there's something super soothing about it, uh-huh. because there is still, there are still things happening on it that are timeless. The, like, you can, the parents get really frustrated with the beaver, and with, like, the oh. older brother, Wally. Yeah. They, you know, they're still... 
roaming off, not telling you where they're going. Mm. You know, they're still, they make their beds a lot in that show. Every time you go up to their room, they're making their beds. Weird. Um, but there's the, the dads need something to do with their hands while they have the, a scene. That's right. But the dads, is that your high school? That's another, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, but the dad, they're like, there was a great one where, you know, the beeve didn't write his poem that he was supposed to write. And mm-hmm. like the dad totally winds up to getting really frustrated. Sit down. Yeah. All right. How do you want this to start? I don't know. I'm hungry. Listen to me. (laughs) But it was so, again, I was Mm -hmm. like, hey, that's actually pretty spot on. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it was just really kind of fun. And I sometimes get super charmed by like, I'm like, I want to look that good when I'm just hanging out. Totally. And I start to think, it led me to the question of, I don't think there were any shows about family life in the 50s or 60s where there were babies. Oh, yeah. So I wonder if by the time Katie Bell is in high school and or middle school and Ellis, a.k.a. the Beave, mm-hmm. Beaver, uh, is in elementary school, if I will be prancing around the house it, sure. like, with makeup and hair done. Right. And I'm like, hi, dear. Welcome. Yeah. Stefan's like... <laughs> Stephen's like, what time are they eating dinner? I said, 5.30, because people came home from work at 5. Right. And then, do you know why he gets to sit in that chair and read a paper? Because he didn't walk in the door at 7 o'clock when all hell was breaking loose. I I love that you're trying to teach Stephen lessons (laughs) based on Leave It to Beaver. I ruin everything. Anyway, uh, speaking speaking of ruining everything, (laughs) this week we're going to talk about kids' hair. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. Think back. Mm-hmm. To the time before children, you're pregnant. You're pregnant with Simon. Mm-hmm. Did you have, did, was like hair ever one of those thoughts? You know, like people are like, oh, their first steps. Oh, mm-hmm. their first steps. What's his hair going to be like? I'm going to do this and that. Blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. You see babies with hair with that. Did you have any like pre-baby visions of mm-hmm. like child's children's hair you know what i actually didn't like not to shut that down i've got plenty to talk about so don't worry i know i think (laughs) no but it's interesting because i as a baby you know you grow up looking at your own baby pictures and i i I, as a baby was kind of bald for a while and then had very very blonde wispy hair and my younger sister was born with a shitload of dark brown (laughs) hair like big time like and so like i think i just Family secrets. I'm just kidding. kidding. I know, right? No, but like it's, I think I just always had this expectation that like kind of anything can happen in that department. You know, like I don't think that who your parents are or how their hair look necessarily will say what. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so, oh. like, even when I had dreams about Simon before right. he was born, like, almost his head didn't even really yes. enter into it. Like, I remember dreaming that I was having a boy and he had blue eyes, which uh. is funny because neither of my boys have blue eyes. <laughs> but, um, but do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I just didn't get hair a, wasn't hair it. was not a thing. See, okay, so that's interesting. See, I never even thought about family lineage. <laughs> oh, 
Okay. <laughs> my vision was, I, you know, and maybe it's because I was having a girl. Uh-huh. That maybe that plays into oh, it. Oh, maybe so. Yeah, yeah. Because I was thinking, especially for Think the first one. Think about, like, one, girl hair more. Maybe, yeah, I was yeah. like, I had this vision of, Stefan and I both have straight hair. Uh-huh. I just, I don't know anybody with curly. Everybody had perms. Uh-huh. You know? I imagined Katie Bell was going to have, I guess I imagined she was going to have hair. Yeah. When she was born. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, born with hair. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not a lot of hair. I just assumed yeah. hair. Again, yeah. we were the first people having kids amongst our friends, so I didn't have right. anybody to compare it to. It wasn't yeah. like I was hanging out with babies. Right. Um, but I did have this vision of she's going to have this straight hair, and mm-hmm. I'm going to cut her beautiful straight hair. Oh, yeah. I'm going to, you know, in the kitchen, I'm going to give her, like, a really awful bang and bowl haircut yeah. kind of thing. And, like, it was going to be straight and, like, all this stuff yeah. in my head. Reality is, mm-hmm. I don't make children with hair. Mm-hmm. Okay, Katie Bell did not, honest to God, have anything. Res- I mean, she had like peach fuzz, fuzz, uh-huh. and then what I like to call the Ben Franklin, where just part of it kind of grows out around oh, the yeah. ears and stuff. Yeah, but I mean, you couldn't. There was nothing to even brush right for two years. Okay, okay like two <laughs> years. Yeah. It was like, ma- and then when it was coming in during that second year. <laughs> there were the curls. And people would even wow. say, she's going to have curly hair. And I'm like, I don't know why, but yeah. I was like, you don't know. Yeah. Why are you even talking about my child, what my child's going to have? Yeah. And then the curls kept coming. And I was just like, I don't know what yeah. this is. And now she really has curly hair. Like, yeah. It's and not like the get... toddler curls. No. It's like she has straight up curly well, right. hair. Because, okay. Yes. Yes. I hope. Let's not forget to talk about weird things people say to you about hair. Oh, that's so okay, part let's just of this. Don't that's forget. a big part of yeah, this. Yeah, but I want to first go into okay. the like, so, I, so I'm like, I got curly hair. Uh-huh. We, had, we have the curly hair. And then I just like ruined her curls for years because I didn't know what you're supposed to do with curl. Finally, it was like a year after having curls that I was like, hey, internet, what am I supposed to do with curly hair? Because I'm washing it every day and uh-huh. combing it out. And everybody's yeah. like, the opposite of yeah. that. Yeah. So, but shampoo in her hair, like all yeah. this craziness. Yeah. Um, I really yeah. had romanticized yeah. Her hair. But I can remember other people having babies and, like, you'd see the pictures. Yeah. And they have got, like, Tons grown hair. people hair. Totally. Like, like grown hair. Tons of, yeah. Tons of yeah, hair totally. coming out of that vagina. Yeah, I have a, fr- oh, just, I like, have a friend who has, like, not yeah. Their, you know what I mean? Like, they came out of yeah. your vagina with right. hair. You're not, not talking pubes. I'm not talking baby pubes because <laughs> that show shutting down. <laughs> A friend Internet of mine just floating. A Go friend ahead. of mine just had a baby, and um, he ha- he was born with hair, and he keeps like it keeps like growing like really fast. Yeah. She posted this picture the other day. I think he's like three months old, <laughs> or maybe two and a half months old. And she's like, is it too early for a haircut? Because it's just like a lot of hair. And she's already feeling, I mean, this baby can't hold his head up yet. And she's already like, I got to get rid of some of this. Okay, so first haircuts. Okay. So those are a big deal. Yeah. But like that right there. Nobody envisions it happening at two months. Well, right. But like, I love that you even have to ask that. It's like such a classic example of like, what is wrong with us these days? Right. Where it's like. Do I have permission to cut her? Like, right. I need a group. It's like, sort of like, yeah. we want to be raised by a village, but it's really more like, we just need answers from the yeah. village. Like, just it's not even. Help. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. But, um, well, and part of that is because I think people love to comment about kids' hair. Like, it, people have weird things about. Thoughts. Yeah. Okay. So, hair, first yeah. haircuts. So, first then. haircuts. Yeah. Was that, again, was that super sentimental to you? Was that, did you flush it? Did you save it? Were you just like, I don't know. Did you ever, have you ever, did you 
Did you do the first cutting? Do you take them to a salon? What do you I do have, with your boys? Well, do you mind if, okay, this is like, I think I have two different approaches, which is kind of weird. But with Simon, by the time he was 14 months, mm-hmm. he had very little hair on top of his head. He had some, but then he was getting some like shaggy curls in back. Yeah, the Franklin. Which were really cute. Yeah, yeah. the Franklin. But it was really cute. But like, I was just. I just didn't, I don't know. I just felt like it needed a trim. Yeah, sure. And so I gave him a little trim myself and that was fine. He yeah. was, he handled it and it was, it was fine. It was cute. And then like, and then like a little while after that, he needed a haircut again. And I was like, you know what? They could probably do a better job at a place. Right. So I, we took him to a place and no, I was not really sentimental about it mm. at all. Like I, yeah. I mean, I, I'm super sentimental about my kid, but like yeah. the hair was not a thing. <laughs> And um, it's going to be there forever. I yeah. look at it all the time. Yeah. Right. And then I remember after the haircut, like it'll keep growing in. Yeah. Because like, that's kind of how I am about my own hair, too. <laughs> like I'll cut it because like I know it'll grow back. Yeah. Like, same here. Right. I'm not sentimental about my hair yeah. either. Right. And so um, but then like after one of the haircuts, like I remember a relative saying like, oh, my God, like you cut his hair. Did you save it? Like, yeah, and I was like, what? But then I was like. Oh, is that something? I don't know. It just wasn't. But then the funny thing is with Oscar, mm. I don't know whether like that experience like sh- like had an effect on me right. or just like with Oscar more. Um, I think I have this like realization that like that like once I cut the curl little curls off and back, that's over. Right. Like he's kind of not like that's that's one of the last like. That's one of the last, like, signatures of the baby days right. for him. And he has a bit more hair, so it's kind of, like, flowing everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Like, fluffy and puffs out. And so envious of it's, that hair. It's so cute, <laughs> and it's, like, so blonde, and it's just fun. Yeah. But it is getting to the point where, like, I had to trim the tiniest bit off his forehead over the weekend because it was actually in his eyes. Yeah. And that's, that was uncomfortable. Like, I could see yeah. it getting in the way. And so I just did a tiny trim. But already I was like, oh, my God, like... That kind of changed his look. Even just a little trim in front changed his look. And I was like, it's coming. It's happening. And I do feel more sentimental this time because I feel like once he gets that, like, haircut, he's going to look like a much bigger kid. Yeah. Like, he's going to – and I think it's possible this is a second child scenario, but Mm -hmm. it's also, I think, because he has so much more hair that it makes a difference. Like, with Simon, he just didn't have that much hair. So, like, trim or no trim. Right. It kind of was what it was, but like with Oscar, it's gonna—he's gonna look really different when he gets his first haircut. <laughs> and Jesse is ready. He's been like after me about it. He's really? like, yeah. He's like, are we gonna kind of like take like are we gonna? Well, it's like I, I vote for letting Oscar become that kid that you see. With the long, blowing yeah. hair yeah. at the playground. You're like, what was it? Whoa. I know. That little boy has got some beautiful hair. I know. That, uh, I mean, that can, that, I, like, I'm tempted. Yeah, I'm tempted. Just, why not? Yeah. He didn't know. I know. He didn't know. It kind of gets in their way, though, uh, at a certain point. Put it back on a ponytail. He can be like. Put it in a ponytail. <laughs> Oscar. Uh, oh, little, I, he'll be the ponytail kid. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So okay, so what about okay. what about Katie Bell's first haircut? How old right, was so she when she that was happened? three? So yeah, you guys wait. See, I think with girls, people wait. Long. No, I would have done it earlier, longer. but there you was nothing done. to cut. Oh, there was nothing to cut. She, I mean, like, what she didn't ha- need a haircut. She did not need a haircut. Oh. She did not need physically a haircut for okay. any reason. Okay, until she was like three, three and a half. And how she, could you tell that she needed a haircut? Well, at that like, point, it just was. Stri- it was. Fried. It was it just was trying fried. to look fried because okay. I didn't know how to take care of curly hair, uh-huh. and it had got. It was finally like long enough where 
Uh, and, you know, curls, it's very confusing how long your kid's hair True, is. True, yeah. But it was probably down to her shoulder a little bit mm-hmm. uh, in the curl department. And the ends were just getting screwed up after, mm-hmm. you know, three years. And I was just like, eh, let's go see what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. Re- I was really scared of the curls mm-hmm. uh, to cut them because mm-hmm. because that. You, know, you didn't know how short I didn't know how short it was going to be. Yeah. So I took her to a place that was super reasonable and it was super cute. And we went in, and they did the hair, and she, I mean, she was, it was a, it was very cute. And that, we've never taken her to get it cut again. Oh, really? She's five now. Oh, my God, are you serious? I cut. That's amazing. I cut her hair uh, last year, or at the beginning of this year. Okay. It was getting long, and it was getting pretty ratty, and I was like, all right, I now know it's just going to rise up. Yeah. And I'm not going to cut enough so that there's no ponytail. Yeah. But... You know, it's curly. I can't mess it up that badly. Uh, And if I do, I'll take her in. I'm not like, you know, a hair martyr or something. So I did. I just took it and like whack, 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 cut all the dead ends off. And it was it was fine. There was nothing right. like, and like maybe a couple of days later, I was like, uh, that, you know, there's one or two. I just went and trimmed them. Mm-hmm. But now it's back down when it's wet. And combed out, like mm-hmm. I run a, de- like I have to detangle it because mm-hmm. it's those fucking curls. Mm-hmm. I go through product like a crazy person mm-hmm. trying to keep Katie Bell's hair from being a knot. Right. And they tell you only conditioner, only shampoo it like once a week. If you know, don't even wash it. Yeah. You know, wash it like once, twice a week, whatever. Yeah. But my kid rubs her head in yeah. the ground oh, and yeah. it's disgusting. Yeah. And there's like glitter and there's sand. Yeah. And like when we do wash it, there's like a ring in the tub. Yeah. The kid's got to have her hair washed. Yeah. So we're not going for quality anymore. We're going for like cleanliness. Yeah. Yeah. But when it's wet and I've, you know, combed it out uh, to get the tangles out, it's like down to her butt. Whoa. And when it's curly. For real? For real. Dang. And when it's not curly, it's, I mean, when it's curl, like yeah. curly, it's like eh, just a little below her shoulder. Yeah. It's crazy. And here's the other thing kids and image. Let's talk about kids and hair. Image. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Because I think this yeah. falls into like what people say to you. Totally does. About yeah. your kid's hair. Yeah. But um, I can remember with the curly hair, the thing that used to make me crazy at the beginning, people would see Katie Bell with the little curls and mm-hmm. they would say, well, you can't cut it. Don't cut it. You're right. Hold on. Holy shit. You're right. People don't like to cut girls' hairs. Yeah. That's right. I ran into, we showed up at the preschool. Sorry to derail. No, no, you're that's right. Fine. And we had all these girls with the beautiful long hair. Yeah. And you realize they've never had their hair cut. Yeah. And that never crossed my mind because yeah. my parents kept our hair short. Yeah. Ugly and short. <laughs> and, uh, but I remember people would say, Have you cut her hair? And I'm like, No. You know, she yeah. need it. And they'd be like, yeah, well, once you cut them, the curls won't ever come back. And I was oh. like, what are you talking about? Look at her hair. Yeah. A, Do you I don't see? care. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like. Yeah, it's not it's, like curls at the bottom. It's yeah. Like, it's the yeah. Cur- a, and again, who sense. gives a shit? Right, exactly. <laughs> right. Someday she might have to cut her hair and, and then she won't have curls. And will well, we all be okay? Like, yeah. Yeah, we'll be okay. Yeah. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. We'll all be fine. Yeah. It was such like, a weird thing. Yeah, there's a there's an attachment there that I, I'm guessing is much more there for girls. Like, Yeah, I think there is. And yeah. again, I'm sort of like you. I'm very unsentimental about 
some things. Yeah. Like, I saved her hair at the haircuts. Yeah. Uh, because my mother had a locket growing up, and it uh-huh. had, like, my hair and Helen Michelle's oh, hair in cute. it. And I think it had, like, her baby well, hair in it. Well, they also, at and... those places, if you go to a place like yeah, that, they'll they it do and... it for you. It's oh, like, she... they give you a little certificate with, she like... Did. She almost didn't believe me. I was like, this is her first haircut. And she's like, how old is she? I'm like, yeah. three and a half. Yeah. Three. So I was like, we just yeah. have never... She's never needed a haircut. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, really weird. It's so funny. Here's my 18-year-old. I swear it's her first haircut. <laughs> I know. That's so stupid. But do you, with boys, yeah. like, what's the, like, well, the I'm style? Well, kind of like, like what two do... minds about it, yeah. okay? Because there's part of me that's very, like, why, like, stop gendering my boys. Like, if they have yeah. long hair, like, fuck right. off. Yeah. You know what I mean? I love my boys' hair, you yeah. know? Um, and but what then, do you consider long, Whatever. Whatever. Just whatever. Anything. Any, like yeah. any, anything. Okay. You know? I didn't know if you were having a vision of a certain, of again, the kid at the playground with the free flowing, like beautiful. No, I mean, hair. like whether it's like, whether it's like past their jaw okay. or it's like past their shoulders. Right. I don't know. Just like, Either just way. like not having like the typical, like kind of classic 50s boy Buzz haircut cut. or whatever. Right. The beave. Well, okay. So I'll start calling it the beave. Let's call it the beave. <laughs> Hmm. Maybe? Okay. Um, so, but the other thing is that, so I sort of feel that way. But, um, okay, my my lovely three-and-a-half-year-old Simon has a very large head. He takes after <laughs> Jesse and I. And, I mean, actually, yeah. Oscar has an above 90th percentile head as well. Right. But Simon's head is, is, is a... It's above, it's like above, it's off the chart, okay, and of size. Okay. And, and it's very, like, round. <laughs> like, he just has this head shape. I love his wonderful of head. Course, but, of like, course. it's just really big. It's a big head. It's a big head. Fine. And, um, and he has very straight, fine hair mm. with, like, a calic in the back. Right. And we're getting into territory of, like, who gives a shit how your three-and-a-half-year-old wears his hair. Sure. Which I do feel in some ways. But he's also, I mean, he's my he's my kid. I have to keep an eye out for him. I want right. him to look his best. Like, it's not right. that it's not that I, like, am worried, oh, he's going to look ugly. There isn't right. really any way for a three-and-a-half-year-old child to look, to ugly. look ugly. I mean, right. they're... They're just perfect. They are no matter what. That's like, what the teen years are for. Exactly. Awkwardness. Yeah, awkwardness. Super yeah. awful. Yeah, right? like kids can kind of wear whatever. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like when Simon's hair is long, it's just very, or longer, it's just very difficult to, like, shape it. I mean, I don't know how to describe it. So, and then the other part of this <laughs> is taking them to get regular haircuts, which, I mean, it, it can be like... You know, if you take them to a place, oh, yeah. it can be like over 20 bucks sometimes with a tip, you know? Yeah. And, um, and like I have clippers and so I'll do yeah. it at home. But like for me, it's so much easier for me to give them a buzz cut because yeah. I'm not, oh my God, I cannot wait. I am not a, <laughs> I'm not a skilled, uh, right. you know, artist. It's so much easier for me to do it at home. Yeah. He likes it because yeah. he gets to watch TV right. while I do it and he'll be like, can I have a haircut today? And I'm like, sure. Right. And you know, we just try to keep up with it and it's very easy to do and it's, I mean, I think it looks really cute on him. It does make him look a little bit older because I think the buzz cut is yeah. a little bit, you see it a bit more on like kids six, seven, eight, yeah. nine. Um, But it looks really nice on him. It's so easy it doesn't yeah. it literally does not need anything it never gets 
dirty. It's like, that's where we're at with Simon. Like, he's got it really, really short, and he's happy with that. But I feel like with Oscar, I kind of want to go the opposite direction and let it just, like, flow and Yeah, you should. Why not? (laughs) I fucking love it. What about social pressure? Yeah. Like, what about, like, how much do you, and this is, this doesn't necessarily have to apply to Simon right at this moment Mm -hmm. or Oscar right at this moment, but in general, what is your philosophy on, like, letting your kids, like, how much, how much input control style-wise should you have and for how long in terms of your kids' appearance? And I will give you an example. Uh, Katie Bell was, like, going to her first (coughs) sort of play date. We were going over, it was, like, preschool mm-hmm. she's like four there were gonna be a couple of kids there and we were like you know our hair was just crazy she looked like fucking gene wilder that mm-hmm. whole year and we're <laughs> exactly what our hair looked like and we're walking out so the door cute. and i was just like i can't we can't we can't it's <gasps> no okay come back i need to put her hair up in a ponytail and we need to put a bow in it yeah. I, I don't know where this is coming from if it's just like years of living in the south or whatever and i never i mean again i looked like a boy I mean, people thought I was a boy most of my childhood. Well, do you think that like and that may have you and I do feel like she have needs something to have a bow to in her because hair? the kid, yeah. I was not part of the. I mean, not that she's got to be a popular kid or whatever, but yeah. like in the back of my mind, this voice was like, they can sense they can the kids can sense each other at this stage, and if yeah. she just you know if the hair is up, you know, I mean, she of course I'll let her do what she wants to down the yeah. road, but right now. Yeah. Are we going to be the crazy, you know, there's crazy hair kid, and then there's kid with the hair and a ponytail and yeah. a bow. Like, and, and the kids will know. And, uh, yeah. and I, got, I flipped out, and I did it, and we walked in, and, like, no one, it was like right. it was her and a bunch of boys, and no one yeah. gave two shits. And they were all filthy by the time it was over, and yeah. I, I kind of let it go, except for, like, first day of school and stuff. And yeah. now, now... There are days when we get out of the car at school, yeah, and I realize I've never looked at her hair that day. What do you do in that scenario? I just am like, I fuck it. I, I mean, there's not yeah. much I can do because it gets so naughty because yeah. of the curls. It's not like I can sit there and r- even run my fingers through it. Yeah. So can you put it back? Do you just if put we it have back? something, I try yeah. and get it into a ponytail. If not, yeah. I'm just like, meh. Yeah. It doesn't I, matter. I guess at this it point, we're like, matter. as long as she's people have made their opinions of her. Know? Right, true. So, so if she shows up looking true, like a crazy person, that's, so funny. that's not going to change. Um, yeah, well, I definitely, I feel like, because, yeah, my kids are still a little bit too young to start worrying about that. But I, I have, I did have a little bit of the, um, like, oh, is this, like, not cool right now for Simon? Just because, mm. like, the kids in our area, like, the style for boys oh, yeah. is long. Like, that's just the style right now. I don't know why. It's like, there style. is a style for boys, <laughs> but it is. Like, it is. And so the, it has crossed my mind, like, oh, is this, like, not the style? I don't know. Like, <laughs> but he seems, like, I feel like what it comes down to, especially at this age, yeah. is just letting them be comfortable. And right. I think later... I don't think there's anything wrong with like talking to your kids about like making style choices. Yeah. Like that can be fun. Just being like, well, how do you want your hair? Like this way is going to look more like this. Right. This way is going to look more like that. And like kind of giving them guidance on that. Mm. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But yeah. like, um, yeah, for a three and a half year old, it's it's about comfort. Yeah, yeah you know? that's true. Yeah, I don't know. We're just like on the cusp of like. I, I mean, she's starting to care a yeah. little bit about stuff. And yeah. I'm just like, I don't know where we're going. I yeah. feel like 
lost in a sea of waves. Did you ever cut your own hair when you were a kid? You know what? I have no memory of this, but I had a friend who'd Uh never cut her daughter's hair. And then like that kid just got pissed one night and chopped off half of her hair. And the mother cried and then the kid cried and then everybody cried. It was like super traumatic for everybody, which is a little bit why I'm like, just cut cut it early. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, then you've gotten it out of your system. Yeah. So when your kid does something horrible to their hair, yeah. I've had a lot of stuff stuck in my hair uh-huh. that I've had to get oh, cut out. Oh, yeah. I had that too. Gum. Yeah, gum, rubber bands. That used to happen. Things like that. Yeah. Uh, my I'll- sister and I used to, and my cousins, God, we were fucking always trying to cut our bangs off. Yeah. I don't know why. Like, we just couldn't wrap our heads around the concept that if we cut them like we would cut our bangs at like the base of the bangs thinking then we wouldn't have bangs right and like we wanted to try not having bangs but like we couldn't (laughs) figure out that like chopping them like the as short as they could be wouldn't just like make them go away right and we used it was like a rotation like me my sister and like a couple of my other cousins like just like you know one of our moms would walk in the room and be like jesus christ (laughs) (laughs) was always one of us and then one of us always had those stubs growing out yeah. of the top of our oh, forehead yeah. <laughs> as like the bangs would like gradually grow back in. Nice. Well, here's to hoping that we become complete control freaks with our children's hair. Yeah, I'm sure we will. Mark your calendars for the 2015 Max Fun Drive. The last two weeks of March are the best time of year to support your favorite podcasts. Beginning March 16th, we'll be pulling out all the stops, producing our best shows of the year. Juicy topics. Juicier topics than we already do on the show. Juicy topics. Amazing guests. And offering exclusive thank you gifts to entice you to become a new or upgrading member of MaximumFun.org. The Max Fun Drive starts March 16th and only runs for two weeks. It's the most exciting time of the year on One Bad Mother. Don't miss it. Woo! Hey, you know what it's time for? This week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time. Do you have a genius for me? Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Yeah, this is kind of a genius. So I talked about how everybody in my house is unwell. Yeah. Um, And yesterday morning, I... um, I I just really needed a shower. I just I needed a shower and I couldn't. Jesse had to work. So he was gone. And um, no, nobody. I mean, it was just it was impossible. But I was like, I need a shower. And so sometimes what I do when I'm in that situation is I use our portable DVD player and I set it up for the kids like 
in the little playpen. And yeah. Simon even thinks it's kind of fun to sit with Oscar in the playpen. Yeah. And they, they watch something like Yo Gabba or something. And like, so I go to set it up and I realize the portable DVD player is broken. Mm. Like Simon actually has broken it for this. This is a second one that he's mm. broken by like, just like opening it up and yeah. like poking in there sure. and breaking it. And I had this feeling of like, that you know that feeling of like I can't have anything. Yeah. Like I can't <laughs> Yes. I just can't nothing. Yeah. I can't even take a shower right. right now. Like how am I supposed to like get through this day? Like yeah. I, this is just like one little thing that I need. And I'm kind of spiraling mentally, you right. know. <laughs> and you know, Simon is kind of just like walking around and messing with stuff. Oscar's already in the playpen and he's kind of playing with a toy. And I just thought to myself, I could just get in the shower. Like, who cares if they don't have something to watch? Yeah. I'm just going to get in the shower. It doesn't need to be a long shower. Right. I have practically no hair now. Yeah. It doesn't take me very long to, like, get like clean in the minutes. shower. And so, and if the worst thing that's going to happen is somebody starts complaining. And right. sure enough, Simon did start complaining because he thought he was going to get to watch a show, and now he doesn't. Yeah. And he screamed at me. For, like, the first half of my shower, he was screaming, Get out of the shower! Just, <laughs> like, over and over at me. And I was, and like, really mad. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I was yeah. just like, I'm just taking a quick shower. And Can't I just hear you over yeah. the shower. Yeah. <laughs> and he just stood there and did that. And Oscar just kind of played. And yeah. I just took my shower. And then I got out. And I got dressed. And by the time I was, like, out and dressed, Simon had gotten over it and was, like, into something over, else. Yeah. And everything was totally fine. It was completely <laughs> fine. And I got a shower. Isn't it the worst when you realize that everything turns out to be fucking fine? <laughs> totally. It's almost like, it's like the, it's like such a great genius. And then simultaneously, you're like, I Make yeah, way I make too things difficult. way too hard. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Good job. Thank Good you. shower. Um, all right. So my genius. All right. Um, <laughs> this is, this, it's not as genius as that. But Ellis, uh, Ellis isn't walking, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure something is horribly wrong with him. Probably. Uh, and he's standing and mm-hmm. like, you know, maybe, but like if, if he stands up and you like take his hands and you're like, okay, you're standing, let's take yeah. a step. He just treats his, it as if his feet suddenly don't work. He's just oh, like, yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> and he falls down. Yeah. Uh, we don't have any of those walkers because mm-hmm. we don't really have a driveway that has, that's, there's no place for him to walk on a walker yeah. if he had a walker, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, I have become the walker. And it's really sweet. Like, I'm on the carpet, and mm-hmm. he'll stand between my legs, uh-huh. and he'll push my chest. And I'll be like, push mama across the room. Oh. And he pushes me across the room. And he sometimes he does it on his hands and I mean, on his yeah. knees. Yeah. Because uh, he's really good at that because he doesn't walk. Right. That kid can carry, like, an apple across the room like a gorilla. That's so Like, cute. on his, the back oh. of his hands. Anyway, but he'll push me. But then sometimes he'll actually stand up and take one or two steps. That's Awesome. And I like push mama. That's awesome. And it's, it's really, a, it's very And sweet. you didn't have to buy anything. I didn't have to buy anything. Is it, what? <laughs> yeah, that's no fun. That can't Good make me job, feel though. better. No, Thank that's you. awesome. Hi. I have a genius slash fail. So I needed to get ready for work this morning, and I really wanted to blow dry my hair, which is kind of hard when you have a one-year-old hanging on you. So... <laughs> The Lord spoke it to me and was like, give her something really fun to play with. So I got out a box of brand new tampons. 
and I put it down on the floor, and I opened it up, and she played with that box of tampons and a laundry basket for 20 minutes. Yeah. And not only did I blow dry my hair, I also straightened it. So I was so happy about this that I got out my phone, took a picture, and was texting a few friends about what a genius I am. <laughs> and while I was doing that, my lovely child climbed up onto the bed and proceeded to fall off the bed onto her head on the floor. Ugh. That's it. Love you guys. Bye. Did you get a picture of that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got, I got, it, it just outshines the crawling up on the bed. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you could use the tampons to cushion her fall. Anyway, good job. Yeah, That's good genius. Job. That's great. Good job. Failures. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. I tried to take a bite of chalk. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Okay. Like a piece of chalk. So it was... <laughs> Like, Simon got a bunch of stuff in his, um, like, Valentine's Day box from yeah. school that kids brought, like, little Valentines. And one of the kids sent home, like, a little bag with, like, candy and this and that. And one of the things, I swear to you, it looked like a giant gobstopper. <laughs> it looked like a giant All gobstopper. Right. And I was like, that's kind of a weird type of candy to give to, yeah, like, a preschooler. It's a massive joke yeah. yeah. And so... I don't know why, but I just put it in my mouth and tried to take a bite of it. I don't know why. It looked kind of like a giant, you the know, Smarties. Milk ball like or Smarties. Smarties like, okay. um, or like sour. Oh, the Saturn. Like the Smarties used to have that kind of yeah. like Saturn candy. Yeah. I call it Saturn because it Do looked you know like the... Mean? Yeah, I know it's what like you mean. kind of chalky candy. Yes, chalky candy. Yes. That's what I thought this was. It wasn't. I don't know why I thought that, but I did, okay. and I took a bite. Yeah. I, mean, I tried to take a bite. It was too hard. Sure. So I but I got, like, I scraped and, like, got... That's disgusting. And I just did that, like, in front of my... Ca- I mean, it was like nobody else was there, but it was, like, <laughs> it was so gross That's and, gross. like, so hilarious. Like, it was, like, so embarrassing, yeah. even though, like, nobody was there to... I mean, it was just... Right, if you do something I can't embarrassing that happened. in front of your child... Did Does it, anybody? Does it, it count? Right. Yeah. It was just. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, it counts. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's pretty good. It was pretty good. It's a really good fail. Yeah, thanks. So Ella's not walking but climbing. Mm-hmm. Great. And uh, th- he and Katie Bell were playing in the den. And they were doing, they were having a wonderful time. Yeah. So I step into the kitchen. It's an open floor plan, but mm-hmm. there's like a counter between mm-hmm. the kitchen. But you see over the counter. Yep. I just need to get things in the oven. Yeah. And I say to Katie Bell, <laughs> if he starts looking like he's going to climb up on the couch, just let me know. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, that's the first part of the fail. Yeah. Because guess who's not in charge of my no. baby? My five-year-old. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Okay. So I'm in there. I'm in the kitchen. And I'm, I mean, I'm really just there long enough to stick fish sticks in the oven. Yeah. I'm like... I just haven't heard much of any, you know, like they're they're really playing well, uh-huh. and I'm suspicious of that. Right. And I look over the counter, and Ellis is up on like that. We have like one of those ottoman things. Yeah. And he's like just sitting on it, playing with the toy, but like on the edge. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like so, he's just happy as he can be. Yeah. But he's just on the edge. He's like and about it's one of those to fall slow motion things. Uh-huh. And maybe not. Maybe he'll sit there for thirty fucking minutes. Right. But yeah. I say, Kate. Okay, <laughs> My heart's just like, yeah. it's like, Katie Bell, 
Can you go over and just hold your brother? Yeah. Right? So what does she do? She just goes and, like, takes his arm. So then the next right. thing she in my head understand. is, yeah. my next thing is he's going to fall backwards and she's going to rip his arm out of his socket. Oh she's going to totally dislike. So I'm, like, trying. But I'm, like, don't move too fast. Yeah. Don't move too fast. Else is going to yeah. panic. Yeah. And he's going to. Back. Yeah. So it was like this weird Indiana Jones kind of like dance Making to get over there, the to get my arm around him. Mm-hmm. And it really wasn't even more than like 10 feet, mm-hmm. but it felt like an eternity to get there. Yeah. And it was like such a like, A, don't let your five-year-old be in charge of your fucking kid. Mm-hmm. B, like, don't, your kid's a client. Like, it was just like there. And no, I did not let him fall. So I, clearly I win. Uh-huh. But simultaneously, it was that feeling of like, I... No, I should not have mm-hmm. done that. Yeah. That's stupid. Yeah. It's really dumb. Yeah, no, and then I do it all the time. <laughs> My son, who's 12, couldn't find his shoes, and he had to leave for an appointment. My husband took him. Luckily, it was just him and my husband, and hopefully there's no one in the waiting room because he's wearing my husband's flip-flops that are Guinness beer flip-flops. <laughs> I sent my son to an appointment in beer flip-flops <laughs> and there was nothing I could do about it there were no other shoes and it's very frustrating but there I am I'm the mom that sent her son to a doctor's appointment in beer flip-flops thanks bye yeah, it's like, amazing. amazing. It's that's amazing. Totally amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Spring what? break. Spring break. I was thinking, I just had Jimmy Buffett was yeah. going through my head. Um, <laughs> well, you suck. Yeah. And I'm sure everybody judged you in your doctor's office. Yeah, I'm sure. Mm. And it probably predicts a life of <laughs> partying and getting super relaxed at the beach yeah. in Key West. You are the greatest mom I've ever known I love you, I love you When I have a problem I call you on the phone Teresa, yes. Let's call a dad this week. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I think it's been a while. It's been a while since we've called a dad. And as we... constantly talk about on the show dads rock yeah and are incredibly important we love dads. we love the dads this week we've got peter brown hoffmeister uh, who is a writer a rock climber a public speaker an outdoor expert and an author of many books but we're going to be speaking today about his book let them be eaten by bears which was a title that just spoke to me mm-hmm. uh, when i came upon it welcome peter well, thank you for having me. Uh, well, we are really excited to have you, and we want to start talking a little bit about uh, all of our options for letting our children get eaten by bears. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Good I, call. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> this would solve a lot of our problems. Uh, but we're going to start off with the question we ask everybody, which is, who lives in your house? Okay. Um, my wife, Jenny, and I, our two daughters, Rain and Ruth, who are uh, just 14 and now 10, and then we have... Two dogs, Bob Dylan, the boy dog, and Hank Williams Jr. <laughs> wow. Well, let's first uh, get into the book, Let Them Be Eaten by Bears. And I, I, it's a book about getting your kids and your family back outdoors. It is. Right. And the title of the book is very funny, Let Them Be Eaten by Bears. It suggests a lot of things. But I will be honest that I, I was an outdoor kid. I was a very outdoor kid growing up. And... Um, I have these visions of taking the family camping, even in the backyard, but it, because 
I am have been so broken by media and what comes at me. It's not the bears I'm worried about. I honest to God think serial killer is going to murder me and my family in the backyard, which is completely ridiculous, right? I mean, it's like bears, snakes. I got bears and snakes. I grew up with snakes, like whatever. But like, yeah. it's like, it's become this sort of irrational fear that I think plays into a lot of our stuff with kids that we're dealing with. You can't let them walk to the store anymore. You can't let them do, you know, anything that we used to be able to do as kids. Oh, but like, why, what, what are, why is that? Why are we not? What's wrong with us? Yeah, what's wrong with us? I know what's wrong with me, but like, why aren't we taking our kids outdoors? I, th- I mean, I think it's cultural fear-mongering, really. And I think you nailed it. I mean, it's, it's media. I was thinking about this with school because we do school shooter drills now just to make our kids a little more afraid of the world. Wow. You know? And uh, I, I looked it up and crunched the numbers and everything. Thing, and it's 261 times more likely that your house will get struck by lightning than your school will get visited by a shooter. Wow. So, and I was thinking, you know, that's so crazy. Our, I, and I also think our fears are misplaced. Like, if we're going to do a school drill, we should be doing, like, avoiding obesity drills. <laughs> like, right. okay, imagine right. that you're holding a Mountain Dew, kids. Yeah. Yeah. Now put it down yeah. and walk right. outside. But, <laughs> Don't panic. But yeah, right. it's going to be fine. <laughs> but but instead, we're telling them, you know, you're going to get shot at school. And if you bike to school, you're you're going to get kidnapped for sure. Right. Yeah. Right. So, and what, now here's, and here's what's crazy. Okay. So, like I said, I outdoor kid. My husband uh, spent most of his childhood in Sweden and a lot of forest playing. And both of us, both of us can identify. We know what a poisonous plant is and what is not a poisonous plant because that was just part of growing up, going to camp, going to outdoor nature programs. You know, again, uh, my five-year-old can now quote back to me, red on yellow, kill a fella, you know, red on black, friend nice. of Jack, you know, the snake, uh, how you remember your snakes. But I realized that if I had not, in fact, taught her that, <laughs> you know, like, right. we, we're just, I mean, we're not like a... Again, I'm, we're hoping to make her an outdoor kid, but mm-hmm. I just feel like the things that actually could hurt our kids are the things that we're not teaching them about right now because they are still going to wander into a plant somewhere. They're still going to go over to somebody's house. You know, Lord knows there's plants all over Katie Bell's uh, school. I'm sure mm-hmm. none of them are edible. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's your just because we live in the middle of a city doesn't mean there's not an opportunity for her to come upon uh, an animal or spider or, you know, even the smallest of creatures that could cause her harm. And yet, like you said, we're worried about you're going to get kidnapped off a bike, which is probably right. not going to happen, as opposed to your friend saying these are blueberries and they're not. You know, and right. your kid eats them. I mean, how do we what again? Let's just go back to the same question. What is wrong with us? Well, there's two parts to what you said there. I mean, there are 100 to 200 child stranger abductions in the U.S. each year, uh, depending on the year. And so if you average those out over the last 20 years, that means that we're looking at like a 0.00045% chance in all of childhood. But we're 2,600 times more likely to die in a car accident. And we're not even talking about that. Or the second part of what you were saying made me think of, um, you know, sometimes, quote, unquote, the worst thing happens. Like, (laughs) a couple of years ago, my two daughters, who are ages 8 and 11, 
were exploring in an arroyo in North Tucson, unsupervised, so I should probably be arrested in Maryland. <laughs> um, and my eight-year-old got stung by a scorpion, mm. right, uh, four times on the hand. And But after it happened, she crushed the scorpion. The two girls ran home. We drove to urgent care. They gave her Benadryl. She hung out and just kind of chilled for the rest of the day. And then the next day we went canyoneering in the mountains, and she says that was one of the most fun times of her whole life. So <laughs> it's like, you know, the worst thing happened. She got stung by a scorpion, right. and she's fine. You know, you think about like, how connected we all are right now, and I think I think there's a yeah. fear that if I can't call somebody right this minute, I'm going to die right this minute, mm-hmm. as opposed right. to, eh, it's probably not the case. Yeah, there's, there's other things that we can do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and... And our kids are more capable than we think, too. Yeah, okay. I mean, well, yeah, I want to get into this a little bit about the benefits of, of getting kids outdoors. And Teresa and I were talking about this a little bit before the show. We fall into two camps. We were either, you know, indoor kids or we were outdoor kids when we are, were kids. Mm-hmm. And when we have kids ourselves, we then sort of fall into those categories again, perhaps those of us that were outdoor kids suddenly feel overwhelmed by our children and, and don't want to take them out, you know, right. for a variety of reasons. But I also think people who maybe were indoors themselves have kids and they get sparked the other way. I want my right. kids to be outdoors more. But both of us are sitting here saying, that How? seems super overwhelming yeah. to us. You know, like, yeah. do I pack the car? Do we just go to the backyard? Do we, I mean, are we, do I need to go to a beach or a mountain or a canyon? And like the website is really unhelpful to me. And like, I've overthought it and everything is awful. So like, help us first, first get us out of our house. Okay. Help us figure out easy steps. It doesn't have to be overwhelming, I'm hoping. And then I want to talk a little bit, like you touch in the book on two things that I think are great um, uh, about leadership as well as learning the, the message of perfect isn't fun. Uh, and I think both of those are just really wonderful takeaways. But to get to those two takeaways, we got to get out. Right, outside. Get us outside. Go. Okay, so <laughs> first of all, let's think positively. So when I was researching... For the book, Let Them Be Eaten by Bears, I found all these medical studies that prove that dirt has bacteria that activate the neurons that produce serotonin, which is a natural antidepressant. So dirt on the skin makes us happy on a chemical level. So we need to let our kids get dirty. And if they go outside, they'll get dirty, or we can even encourage that. And also a half hour of sunlight a day, even filtered sunlight through clouds, makes us sleep better, digest better, gives us more energy and helps us perform better on cognitive tasks. So if we're taking our kids outside, they're going to be happier. They're going to do better in school. I even found studies that showed that um, the symptoms of ADD and ADHD were reduced significantly by the kids going outside for half an hour a day. So Mm -hmm. if we can just get outside, that's huge. Um, But as far as starting somewhere easy, I would say start in the backyard. Like that old mother phrase, father phrase that we all used to use that doesn't cost any money just go outside and play right i you know i mean i know so many people who when they were kids their parents would lock them out of the house yeah, but yeah we were now I was we're like out of my going house. out yeah. and checking that they're not going to get abducted but if you just say okay go in the backyard and play and maybe your kid's not good at it at first but pretty soon they're going to figure out something to do you know it might be throwing rocks at the fence or something but it'll be great And so start in the backyard, and then for camping, I would, again, just start in the backyard. Like, wait for a really nice, like, temperate night, maybe in summer, go out there. Don't even set up a tent. Just 
you know, throw down a few pads, throw down some blankets, throw down some sleeping bags, whatever, sleep out there. It'll be fun. And it's really easy. You don't have to pack the car. You don't have to like <laughs> do too much work. Cause sometimes it's like, Oh, I can't, I want to do the big trip, but sometimes it's just the little things that help. And then it's kind of baby steps towards doing bigger things. All right. Well, what if I don't have a backyard? Okay. Yeah. You don't have a backyard. I mean, just going to the local park on yeah. a regular basis is that kind of gateway drug to outside activity. And, you know, that can be good just for a start. Or um, if even if you don't have a backyard, probably you have a family member or a parent or grandparent that has a backyard. Right. You could stay in the same town. Don't drive six hours. Don't pack the car. Keep it really simple. Just think, how can we sleep easy and what can we eat that will taste good? Well, I feel like once we let our kids outside, I think one of the things, and this is going to lead to the leadership and the perfect uh, thing, I hope, is is that uh, don't throw that rock. Don't uh, watch Rita going. Uh, you're too close to the edge. Uh, you know, like why? Don't stick your hand in the middle of that. It's a beehive. You know, I mean, like sometimes you just cannot. I, I mean, I, so clearly for parents, shut your mouth. Is the is the rule number one? I'm surprised there wasn't a whole chapter in the book. To this that was just called "Shut Your Mouth." Grown probably should have been. You should have helped me write it. Well, you it had much better. better titles, but I mean, it was like. But you do comment that most of the whining tends to come from the parents and not the kids when you go out, which I thought was a good point. But, yeah, that's um, true. But like you talk about letting kids lead when you're outside, and and mm-hmm. that is a wonderful exercise for kids. But it's also, I think, a really good exercise for parents. Yeah, our favorite camping area is in Central Oregon on some BLM land, so it's free. And we made our own camp, made our own firing, everything. We go for anywhere between four and 12 days at a time yeah. or whatever. And and the girls just run around. They just do whatever. It doesn't really matter. And the dogs run around with them. And they know, you know, after the first few times we went there, we started going there when they were two and five. They knew it so well that I could hike them out a half mile and spin them around blindfolded, and then they just walk right back to camp. So, I mean, they they really, kids get to know the area better than we think they'll even know it, you know. I mean, they just do great. And then if you let kids lead, um, they get excited and they come up with really cool ideas, and it doesn't really matter where you are. Kids will come up with some awesome little adventures, and if you follow them, you'll get to cross a creek and you'll go up a canyon, and it'll be great. (laughs) I know it will be great. I'm so scared. Um, and again, I really think, and I wonder if this is true for a lot of us. There's definitely something that we're constantly working on of just like you know, kind of letting go of the like desire to really keep your kids safe all the time, or perfect, yeah. or, or to control to control everything it. about their environment. I yeah, right. I, you know, I, when when we're inside all the time, it's very easy to do that. My wife, who's a lot smarter than I am. Um, <laughs> Came up with that phrase, actually, perfect isn't fun. Yeah. And that was so great because my wife is a little bit of a perfectionist, and and she just said, you know, I don't, I don't want the girls to suffer from that growing up. So she just kept repeating it out loud all of their growing up years so far. <laughs> and so now we all say, well, perfect isn't fun. And, so, and then that, that became kind of fun, just saying that phrase when things go wrong. But we also say uh, whenever something sort of goes wrong, we say, Oh, we're building character right now. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> and so, oh, my, uh, we were we were driving to to go fishing on a lake in Idaho a little while back, and 
all of the kids and cousins were in the back of my father-in-law's truck in front of us, and I was following the truck, and it started to rain, and then it started to hail, and all the kids climbed through the back window into the cab of the truck, except for my, at that time, um, eight-year-old, and my brother-in-law. And when we got to the lake, after they'd suffered through 15 minutes of hail in the back of the truck, I said, Rue, why didn't you climb into the back of the truck? And she was like, well, I just figured that it was important for me to build character right then. <laughs> She's like, that's super tough. She's gonna, that's like super hardcore. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really awesome. That's well, kids, are, kids are tougher than we are. I know. I know. Oh, I hate learning. I hate <laughs> learning that it's probably me. Um, Peter, I want to thank you for joining us. This was really great. I we're already out of time, but I just want oh, to wow. say, I know. See, we chat. We get chatty. I oh, wanna, thanks for having me, though. Absolutely. I, we're going to link everybody up to the book and uh, to Peter's website. And it, it just is really inspiring and humbling sometimes to have to just remember to go outside. It's one of those like, oops, I should be thinking about that all the time. And uh, so I, I appreciate the book. I appreciate the reminders and I appreciate the way you lay it out, making it feel like it's something that any of us could get back into or start doing. And uh, you in the back of the book, I'll, I'll, I want to point out to people, he's got a great collection of other suggested readings, including one of our absolutely all-time favorite guests, uh, Free Range Kids. Um, oh, she's great. Yeah. We, we like Canadian. Yeah. We love Lenore so much. But there are a lot of great resources in the book as well. So, you know, thank you very much. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. listen to Bullseye because it is carefully curated to give me new things I should be listening to and new perspectives on why I like the stuff that I like. I like to pretend Jesse Thorne's outshots are my own thoughts and sound smart in front of my friends. During the darkest period of my life so far, Bullseye managed to remind me why I love music. Thanks, Jesse, and thank you, Bill Withers. Bullseye, your guide to what's good from MaximumFun.org and NPR. That was great. That was great, right? That was so good. I love the facts. Yeah, I love the statistics. The facts are so like, I, I kind of wish that the news, yeah, uh, newspapers. Oh, fuck the news. Sorry. No, but I'm saying I wish it would I be know. like mandatory yeah. for them to, while they're doing news, yeah. run real statistics, yeah. like on the side column or on the yeah. page, like Facebook instead of like ads. It should be <laughs> statistics. You know, like. What how chance? common this actually yeah. is. Yeah. You are not going to ride in your bike, yeah. you are not gonna get kidnapped. You know yeah. what I mean? Like because it is the irrational fears that we have. Mm-hmm. You have children, you already are gonna start having irrational fears, mm-hmm. right? But yeah. like it is intense. Yeah. It's really hard not to let those fears just control everything, every decision. And that I we feel make. like it I feel like it. The crazy ones, mm-hmm. the kidnappings, the, the like murders, the serial killers, like all of those kind of things. Mm-hmm. D- 
distract you from really realistic concerns you should have. Right. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, like ones that are really viable. Yeah. And I, it, it's, ah, yeah. it makes me crazy. Yeah. So I love hearing the facts and the statistics. And again, uh, the book is really insightful and helpful. And just like the baby steps thing is yeah. really helpful to me because I'm somebody who feels like I really want this to be part of my life yeah. and my kids' lives. And but it feels overwhelming. Yeah. But then when he just reminds me we can just go in the backyard yeah. and sleep in sleeping bags in the backyard, I'm like, yeah, I can do that. You and know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and you know what's weird is the whole like, you know, in Brooklyn, we didn't have a backyard. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, we had a very tiny backyard, uh, like rare. Mm-hmm. We had that, so I don't want anybody from Brooklyn being yeah, like, yeah. bullshit. Yeah, yeah. But you can also just go out on your sidewalk with chalk. It doesn't True. even have to be. Yeah. Just don't take a bite of the chalk because it's not candy. Because that's disgusting. Um. You know what? What? Let's 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 head in. Speaking of irrational fears and craziness, let's listen to a mom have a breakdown. Oh, good. Oh, perspective. So I work, and my husband stays at home with our kids during the day. You know who are idiots? People who ask <laughs> me if I'm comfortable with that, or people who say, "Oh, your husband's babysitting your kids." He's not babysitting his kids. He is parenting his children. What the hell is wrong with people? Like, I I just, I can't even wrap my mind around where these women are coming from and saying things to me like, oh, my husband could never do that. Your husband really couldn't, like, feed breakfast to the kids and put them on the bus to go to school? Really? Like, what? I I just, I'm so sick of hearing it. I am so sick of this being like such an abnormal thing that people feel the need to comment to me about it all the time, especially like, it just, it's crazy. I don't get it. Uh, he's not babysitting. He's their dad. He loves his kids. He's a great father. What's wrong with you that your husband is not trustworthy enough to be at home and you look at him as a babysitter. Good Lord. I'm just sick to death of hearing this. <sighs> okay. Bye. She yeah. call, She actually yeah. calls back. Oh, hold on. All right. So the call I just made obviously <laughs> fired me up because now I'm like seething more. <laughs> but here's the other the other thing that people are always asking me. This is the the mom who is a working mom while my husband's staying at home with our children. They'll say like, "Oh, is that just until he gets a new job?" Would you ever ask a stay at home mom that question? Oh, are you just at home with your kids until you can find another job? Can you imagine if people did that? No, but it's okay because he's a guy. And so, obviously, he wouldn't want to stay home with his children because he's the fucking babysitter. I'm sorry. I'm very frustrated. Bye. Preach on, sister. Go dads. Totally. I mean, it is. Yeah. It is crazy. It's crazy. It is. It's totally crazy. A, I don't think it's even true that dads who stay home and spend time with their kids are at all special. No. Okay? I Mm -mm. think it's so average that... I, I don't, that's why these kind of comments make you crazy. You yeah. know, it's clearly such a small group who just are so, you know what it is. Mm-hmm. They're not getting outdoors enough. Yeah, that's These probably. people, what's wrong, your question, what's wrong with people? Yeah. They're not getting outdoors enough. Yeah. They need to go roll around dirt and, and like let it sink in a little bit because, you know. Well, and who are these people who are so like, just have so little confidence in their own spouses? Like to be like, oh, my husband could never. I mean, there's an really? idiot. Do you really think yeah. that you're the person that you chose to spend the rest of your life with? Like, can't do these kind of like 
You know what I'm saying? But like, I mean, like it, 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 it actually falls into a little bit about what we talked about with Peter about how we view our kids. Mm-hmm. And we clearly do that with our partners and the people yeah, in our life. Totally. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, just like we try and micro, our kids could never handle being outside. Yeah. Our, kid, our husbands could never right. handle being with the kids all day. Right. Our wife could never handle being with the kids all day. Right. Like, whatever it yeah. is, not none of us could ever go outside or survive, right. you know, the apocalypse or whatever. Right. Yeah. Like, it's—we we clearly do it to each other yeah. and to, to the people we love the most in our lives. <laughs> yeah. Good job, everybody. <laughs> you and your husband— are nailing it. Yeah, you guys are doing great. You guys are killing it. Yeah, and you're not that special. Yeah, yeah, sorry. You're not... <laughs> sorry, sorry, Dad. You're totally average. That's what you should respond to these people who say that to you. You should just be like, sorry, he's just totally a normal dad. It's not special at all. <laughs> Teresa. Yeah. I feel like we learned a lot mm-hmm. in the second half of our show. <laughs> First off, haircuts. Mm-hmm. Really, who who cares? Why it does do we fall, care? It does, it does under. Who, who cares? cares? Yeah, it does. It's a kid. Yeah. They're supposed to look awkward. Sure. Forever. <laughs> um, it's just it's adorable. It's adorable. Cut it. Don't cut it. Take it to a salon. Don't take them to a salon. Continue to ruin the curls like I am. Whatever. It's fine. It should definitely fall into one of your take it off your plate. Yeah. Categories. Yeah. Okay. But more importantly, Getting outside. Mm-hmm. And I I love the takeaway. Here's my takeaway when he mentioned the dirt mm-hmm. and the sunshine yeah. and the serotonin mm-hmm. and how good it makes you feel. Mm-hmm. And my first thought was, man, people kept trying to sell me that with breastfeeding and having babies and mm-hmm. all that stuff. See, we don't have to have any more babies. We can just go out yeah. and roll just around. Get just get dirty. Yeah. Dirty. Yeah. Which I but like. But then you might be so happy that you'll feel like having another baby. Oh, no. It's true. Um, so there's that. Okay. I, I like, I love the statistics. Me too. I like the idea that we can take baby steps to do it. Mm-hmm. And in reality, I think there are two big things that are really good for the whole family. And that is, uh, it really does give kids a sense of confidence and uh, joy if you let them mm-hmm. be adventurous. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, if he's got a thing in the book like, look, if the odds of seriously dying. Right. Don't do that activity. Right. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't take your five-year-old repelling. Right. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, that. that's not yeah. whatever. Um, and also, don't let your desire to be outdoors outweigh the needs of your kids. Right. Like, don't go out in 100-degree weather and put your kid yeah. down while you go rock climbing. You know what right. I mean? Like, it's yeah. a balance and it's perspective and choosing the right activity for you and your family. But the confidence that it will give your kids is amazing. And... The exercise of you letting go so that your kids can do that, mm-hmm. it really is a safe it, – it's crazy that being outside is possibly a safer environment to let those kind of freedoms happen mm-hmm. than, than indoors mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought it, was, it got me super pumped. Yeah. Got I'm me, excited. It's sick. also nice because it's kind of like a nice way to look forward to summer. Like summer isn't that far away now. Spring is kind of coming soon, and yeah, it's fun to have that to look forward to. Isn't it? Yeah, I'm excited. Good. I, I, I'm gonna make that backpack work for me, everybody. <laughs> <sighs> Teresa, yes, you are doing. You are doing a really good 
job thank you you are uh, and I, I will take your bear impersonation with me forward <laughs> for the rest of the week because it is still the highlight of my week Teresa and I come in here so grumpy sometimes and then the door closes to the booth and just joy yep. joy it happens. It happens. Yeah. So, um, thanks. You're we- doing a great job too, Biz. <laughs> Everybody, you're all doing great. Yeah. Good job, you guys. Good job. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. I got to low down Mama Blues. I got to low down Mama Blues. Got to low down Mama Blues. Low down Mama Blues. We'd like to thank Max Bunn, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, baby, buzzer, MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.